Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I just uh, want to say it's, I'm not saying this to make anyone jealous at home, but sitting uh, here and listening to the worship team, is, it's a blessing, and, you know, uh, Taneke just blessed my socks off, the rest of you blessed my socks off. I'm surprised my socks are still on, actually. Um, but last time I preached, I, I was in, in the uh, church parking lot, and it was nice to have people uh, in front of of me, it, it kind of helps a little bit, but in the same token, I hope uh, those people who are watching um, through the internet today and Facebook, I pray that, that God would just uh, bless you through this word, the Holy Spirit touch you and um, comfort you uh, through this message that God's given me. I'm very grateful to be here, and I'm very thankful that God has allowed us to continue to gather together through the internet and the gift of that as well uh, doesn't change your relationship with God, and you need to remember that for for all times that God lives in our hearts and our minds. So I want to start out with the scripture, and uh, the worship team shared it uh, long before He laid down Earth's foundations, He had us in mind, had settled on us as a focus of His love to be made whole and holy by his love. Ephesians 1.4, that's the message version, and there's other versions there that uh, minister as well that same message and may, uh, may touch it differently, but the, the gist of that is really in, important for it to sink into our souls, to get into our hearts and our minds and to our being. Um, so in sharing my message today, I want to make sure that I first take a moment beforehand uh, to acknowledge my deepest heartfelt condolences for the losses of loved ones. Um, separation of social contact for all of us as human beings, marriages, uh, children, friends, relationships, loss of jobs, homes, and the sufferings which has befallen all of us the entire world during this particular time, the world as we have known it has been turned upside down. However, I don't say this lightly, it has not been the first time in history, nor will it be the last time. There are countless examples of suffering. History records the plagues of the past and the wars of yesterday. In the 1940s, during World War II, the inhumane days of the Holocaust and before, there was much horrendous sufferings of humankind, and all of those atrocities which history has displayed and recorded are out on the human experience. We can go back and look, and we can see that this isn't the first time that trials, tribulations, and hard, difficult periods of human history has occurred. And in that process, God has never left us. He never left our forefathers. He never left our foremothers. And he will not leave us. I remember this young state trooper working the road in the middle of the winter night. Yes, I know you're thinking to yourself, is that guy ever young? A state trooper, oh my gosh. He doesn't look like a state trooper anymore. <laughs> But I, I, I remember as a, a young state trooper working the road in the middle of the winter night uh, when a storm would just blow right in, a severe ice storm would come in. 
and immediately the roads would just turn to ice and the, the, the temperatures would drop and the wind chill would come in and it would be below zero and I'd be wearing my Russian trooper hat, you know, we had those Russian trooper hats and those big rubber boots, floppy boots, and they actually were wonderful to wear in a winter storm that kept you very warm. And, uh, but I remember that, and as soon as that weather would change, the, the radio would begin to bring in calls of crashes and traffic accidents and people, you know, uh, flying off of I-94, and cars looked like newborn ponies. You know, when they're born, they're trying to walk uh, for the first time on a field of butter. You know, they were just sliding all over and crashing into one another. And when those vehicles would be sliding off the freeway and smashing into one another, they'd go up into the median or up off the road. It got a little stressful. My partner and I, we would try to drive as fast as we could to get to, to the people that needed us, whether it was a, a fatal accident or somebody severely injured or a hazard that could create more hazards. And it was, it was very, very difficult at times. Um, driving, you wanted to go as fast as you could, like I said, but you wanted to be as safe as you could be. And the, the snow was like needles going into your eyes, and, and many times you couldn't see five feet in front of you. And those, those times when the weather changes like that, and there's uh, somebody is in distress or you know they need your help, it's difficult. It can be very stressful and at times very terrifying. It makes you afraid. And I uh, remember one particular night, uh, it was about 3 a.m. in the morning and the snow, snowstorm blew in and it was at Columbia Avenue and I-94 and through my experience that was one of the worst uh, strip of freeway that I've ever worked. It just seemed like there was a lot of fatals there and it just, when it iced up, it got really bad, and it was on the border of Kalamazoo and, and Battle Creek area there. And I remember that it was so slippery that, that the freeway was like a sheet of ice, and you literally had to hold on to your car when you were on the freeway because it was like an ice rink. And if you pushed too hard on the car, the car would literally start to move off the freeway. And in this one particular night, it was so icy, the snow was about 18 inches deep in the median, but it was ice, just sheer ice on the freeway. And uh, my partner and I, we decided that he would stay in the vehicle, and while I would be outside the vehicle in the median, I would be going to vehicles as they literally crashed in front of us, and I would get their information, and I would run it back to him. And he would do the accident reports while I was running for each person in the vehicle's car. Now, it's crazy, but people, when they get in an accident, they, they, believe it or not, they step out of their vehicle. And I was yelling at all these people to tell them, you know, get back in your vehicle, put your seatbelt on, I'll go to you. And uh, I, had, I had started going toward a car. I turned my back, and as I was trotting toward this car, trudging through the snow, I heard this distinct, distinct sound. And, and through this process, I could hear it, and it literally sounded like a tornado coming at me. And I was listening, and, and it literally was a freight train. And I turned around, and I looked, and behind me, 
as I looked, was a semi-tractor and a trailer, and it was literally going tractor, trailer, tractor, trailer. And as it went straight down the freeway, it was spinning and it was getting faster and faster. More velocity was coming down the freeway. And I looked and I saw, much like a hockey stick, the end of a hockey stick, that trailer was the hockey stick, and there were two pucks. The pucks were the troop car and me, standing in the median. And I remember taking my light because my partner had his head down and I was shining my light and screaming at him, telling him to put his seatbelt on. Because believe it or not, he didn't have a seatbelt on. And he, just in time, had put his seatbelt on. As I turned to run, I was running toward the viaduct because this truck was coming right at us. And all of a sudden, when I was trying to hide behind the Columbia Avenue viaduct, the troop car went right past me. Smacked the troop car, and my partner, just in time, got a seatbelt on, smashed into a couple other vehicles, and they acted like this, the back of a hockey net. And I remember thinking to myself that all hell is breaking loose. All hell is breaking loose. So I started out with my story to illustrate that life is full of storms that make you feel like all hell is breaking loose all around you. And sometimes you're caught directly in the middle of it. And the first thing you think of is, I need to run for cover. I need to get out of here. I need to check out. And I remember thinking that way. This past year has been very difficult for all of us. The eternal understanding for this upcoming year to help us refocus without fear through the storms and the sufferings of today, tomorrow, and the next day is Ephesians 1.4. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. Had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. In this past year's pandemic and the storms that we've all faced, I think some of us got so tied up in the storm or the moment of the storm of suffering, which is easy to do for all of us, that we began to run for our lives. And when we forget that when all hell breaks loose, God chose us as the focus of his love before hell even existed. We have to remember that. Before the foundations of the earth were created, before hell existed, God had us in mind. And he doesn't forget us. I remember my brother Scott just recently preaching a word entitled, That which can be shaken will be shaken. Have you felt like your world has been shaken? Everything we've known as normal, as, as social gatherings and church and work and restaurants and gas pumps, everything has changed. Everything's been shaken in 2020. But I have a word of encouragement to you. I have a word to encourage you today. You need to remember this. 
when all is being shaken and all you want to do is run for cover, you need to remember that you are the focus of his love. When fear tries to overcome you, when sickness is on your doorstep, you need to remember that you are the focus of God's love today. And that makes you whole. And whole means complete. Holy means righteous, like him. Long before he laid down the earth's foundation, and long before a pandemic, he had you in mind. This is why it's so imperative for us to understand and to meditate and to really, really memorize God's word. To rest on his promises. To live a life of confident hope in God. And God's investment for us. Understand what he invested for you. The most publicized, televised, specifically at sporting events throughout the world is John 3.16. Most of you could probably recite it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I love Pastor Rick Warren's statement that John 3.16 reminds us that God's Christmas gift to us involves his greatest passion, loving us. The first phrase in the verse says, God so loved the world. It's one thing for someone to say they love you. But when they say they so love you, That shows passion. No one will ever love you with the intensity that God does. He goes on to say, God has always loved you. Before God created you, before he created the world to sustain human life, to sustain you, he planned your life. God built the universe because he wanted to love you. And he summarizes this portion of scripture like this. God has never created a person he doesn't love. Everything in life, air, water, food, sun, etc. Is a gift that originates in God's love for you. So the next question I have for you is this. Are you ready for his return? Matthew 25 is a chapter in the Bible that begs the question of all of us. Are you ready for his coming? Jesus is speaking to us through Matthew 25. It's recorded through parables. At the time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. Verses 14 through 30 talks about the wise investor. The last but not least, verses 31 through 46, ask the question to all of us, are you a sheep or are you a goat? Do you have enough oil to get through the night until the bridegroom gets here? Do you have enough oil? Do you trust the Holy Spirit? Do you trust God's promise?
promises to you, the love he has for you? Do you bury your treasure in fear or do you multiply your investment? One of my favorite scriptures is Romans 8, Romans 8, 31 through 39, and, and, and I love the message version, the way it reads. Just practical. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would dare even point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment, sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There's no way. No trouble, no hard times, no hatred, no hunger, no homelessness, no bullying threats, no backstabbing, not even worse sins listed in Scripture. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Psalm 121 is a strong reminder to us as children of God that when all hell breaks loose, remember what you are to do. The word says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. And where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, the creator of everything. And as we continue to read that scriptural promise, it goes on to say, the Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. You know, when I read that scripture, that scripture tells me that he was there when I was conceived, when you were conceived, and when you were born. And he's going to be there the day you leave this world and go into eternity. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. So I ask this question today. In the midst of life's storms, how does the reality of being the focus of his love help change your perspective through times of storm, trials, and tribulations? How does having that understanding deep in your soul help you to manage today's ma'am? How does knowing that this life on earth is temporary, how does it affect the impact you have on it when your life in Christ is eternal. Make every day count. Make every day worth living. Impact someone's life. Be the hands and feet of Christ. I'm going to share one more story with you. Unfortunately, in my career in law enforcement, I've worked several hundred homicide investigations. I remember this one particular case I had I've been speaking with a suspect who just committed a very horrific, violent crime. 
And it was one of those cases where this dude was really given over to evil. I mean, you could see it on him. You could feel it. And it was, it was unfortunate for him, but he was, just, he was just cold and hard, and there was no emotion whatsoever. Nothing there. And his, 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 his eyes were empty. They were empty. And after he just got done telling me of the crime that he committed and, and how, uh, why he did that, it, 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 was, it was amazing to me that he stopped and he looked at me with this glazed-over look, and he said, you know, the most dangerous man in this world is the one who is not afraid to die because he has nothing to lose. And I said, ah. I said, I beg to differ with you, pal. The most powerful man in this world is the one who loves God with all his heart, soul, and life, and is someone who is not afraid to die because he has everything to gain. You know, we're not done yet. We're not done with the storms and the trials and the tribulations of this world. So I share this message of, of, and this word of encouragement going into 2021. No matter what you experience, you need to know that you are the focus of his love. Remember Matthew 25. You've got to be ready. Always be ready. And don't forget where your home is. It's in heaven. God's word says so. Just be ready. It's, got great, it's God's great happiness to give you his kingdom. He created it for you. I try to say this to people that I love, people that I have had the opportunity to, that were dying. I, I would say this to them, and, and they were going on to heaven. Uh, I got to say it to my son. Dear friends, my father, and, and it's this. Just remember, no matter what happens in this life, I will always see you tomorrow. I will always see you tomorrow. That's God's promise. So I want to bless you today as you go forth. I bless you in the power of God's Holy Spirit. I pray that you would have an eternal understanding of God's love for you, that you know that he has created you to love you and you are the focus of his love to be made whole and to be made holy. So I pray this day blessings on you pouring out in heaven over you this day. Merry Christmas and I wish you a happy new year. Amen.
wonderful week and a happy new year, everyone. We'll see you next week.